it's Kim. Welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast and happy Tuesday. Another week, another podcast episode. This one is a little bit different. Um, Unfortunately, I will not be sharing the video portion of today's podcast episode. This episode will only be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because there's no way in hell I am showing myself on video right now. I, yesterday, was invited to go to the park with my sister. It's a beautiful day in Austin, and so we're like, you know what? Let's grab some sandwiches. We'll go to the park, put out a picnic blanket, read, enjoy the sunshine, because it's just been so overcast and cold in Texas, and I'm sure all over the country as well, but we haven't had this good of weather in such a long time, so we wanted to enjoy it get out of the house, and supposedly getting sun is good for your mental health. So I agreed. We went. It was so much fun, and we read and hung out in the sun for a little bit, probably like an hour. And then as we were leaving, Louie was like wanted water because a big dog came over and drank all the water out of his water bowl. And so we're walking past this group of girls and they had a dog bowl with water. And I was like, Hey, can we use um, some of your water? Like my dog's so thirsty and uh, like explain the situation. And one of the girls is like, Hey, are you Kim Cobb? I know you, I follow you. So, so funny. She's throwing like a, an Austin girls meetup thing. So my sister and I and Louie ended up sitting down with her and her friends and hanging out for a few more hours. And it was so much fun. So definitely was not a planned thing to be there for that long. But when I got home, I definitely realized the big mistake I made because my skin was already starting to turn pink. And I thought, oh, it's just like a little bit of sun. No. Oh my God. First of all, I woke up this morning literally the color of a lobster. I'm not being dramatic. I'm not trying just to tell a funny story. I will post picture evidence proof on my Instagram stories at my lips aren't sealed podcast. Go check it out. I will, I will share that there, but woke up as red as a lobster today. I'm in so much pain. I am not going to make a whole video of myself looking like this. I can't, I just can't do it. I'm confident, but not that confident. But last night was when the burn really started to set in and I was sick to my stomach, you guys, like dry heaving, throwing up, like I had like heat stroke or something. Maybe I ate something funky. I don't know. But the combination of everything, I was a mess. So today is Monday. I'm taking it easy, sitting on my couch in a big baggy t-shirt, drenched in aloe vera and have the air conditioning blasting, but I still wanted to get a podcast episode out for you guys because that's what I do. I'm here for you guys. Um, I do hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I'm going to be chatting about my current struggles. So besides being a lobster, more like bigger picture stuff. So body image, social media, comparison culture, and just finding balance in life. Those are a few of the things I'm going to be chatting about. So I hope you guys like today's podcast episode. If you do, please make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you could, please leave uh, a written review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to read one of the reviews that somebody wrote. And 
if he or she is listening, I'm pretty sure it's she, I can't remember the username right now, um, just wrote a really thoughtful review. So this is from Ashley8278. And she wrote, I listen every morning. Uh, this is on Apple Podcast Reviews. Ashley says, I listen every morning on my way to work or while I cook dinner. You have a wonderful, calming voice. I've always loved you since seeing you on the show. So glad you left. You know who wanted that since day one. You're amazing and helped me so much. So keep up the great work. Can't wait for the next podcast. Like Ashley, first of all, thank you for the kind words. It is so sweet. And I love that you're able to listen to my podcast um, while you're doing other things and that I've been able to entertain or inspire or motivate you in any way. That's why I make this podcast. Like I'll be very transparent with you guys. I do not have 50,000 listeners listening and tuning in every single week. Maybe one day that would be incredible. That would be so awesome. But right now my community is smaller and I love that I'm able to connect with each and every one of you and really, I don't know, build our relationship with each other, whether that's on our Facebook group or Instagram or TikTok, or even if you just tune in and it's a one-way relationship where you're just listening to me, that's okay too. I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to be a part of each other's lives. So thanks again, Ashley, for the review. And um, if any of you guys have time to write me a written review or just leave me five stars, that helps so much with the algorithm and also keeps me motivated as well because when I see those kind words written, like I literally, I like Ashley, like I screenshotted that review and sent it to my sister. I was like, oh my God, look what this person wrote. Like just so sweet. So rambling, but again, if you guys have time, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. With all that said, we are going to do a little bit of catch up with Kim first, hop on into our pick of the week, and then we'll jump into the main portion of today's podcast episode. So starting off first is catch up with Kim. So you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? I always go into my weeks thinking like I don't have a lot going on and then the week gets started and I'm like, holy cow, I'm so stressed in a good way. Like I think it's good to be busy because I know that when I'm not when I have nothing on my calendar, when I have nothing going on, that's when my anxiety gets worse, which I, I'm sure it's different for other people. But when I am stuck at home alone for a few days and then I have to go into a social situation, my anxiety is much higher than if I have social situations back to back to back because it's that uh, rep repetition and exposure therapy, I guess you could say. Anyways, last week was very busy. I won't get into every single thing I did because I did a lot. But if you guys are curious, check me out on TikTok or Instagram on my personal accounts at Kimberly Cobb and on TikTok at Kimberly Cobb underscore. But I had a lot of like influencer events and things that I went to, but I also had some personal things going on too. So for the podcast, I finally finalized my new rebranding and my merchandise designs. And I have not officially announced the merch on social media or anything. So if you're listening now, you are the first ones to hear about it. It would really mean the world to me if you guys could support by purchasing once they are officially launched. I'm going to try to keep it at a pretty low price point because 
I want you guys to have the merch because you care about it and you're excited about it. I definitely do not plan on making a profit off of this merch because a portion of my proceeds are going to the National Domestic Violence Hotline or another domestic violence organization here in Texas. I haven't confirmed which one just yet, but domestic violence is something that if you've been following my journey for a while, you know is very important to me. It's a cause that I hold near and dear to my heart as a domestic abuse violence survivor. So going to be donating a portion of my merchandise profits to that and then the rest will probably just go to the production so again I don't plan on making big bucks but when it drops I hope you guys are as as excited as I am because I am so stoked I've been working on this for months now and I've been working on the rebranding and it's been a process because I actually hired somebody to you know do all the graphics of everything and it's helped a lot because I have a ton of skills when it comes to social media. I can design things on Canva and Photoshop and, you know, to an extent, like I don't have the expert training that really is needed for, for something like merchandise. So this was actually the first time I've ever hired somebody to help me with anything related to anything social media. Like I've been doing everything since day one on my own. And this is the first time I asked for help and it was so cool. It was a really awesome process to work with a graphic designer and I'm excited to share those designs with you guys. They aren't going to be anything too, too crazy. It's definitely just like my basic, you know, beginner merch, but you guys are going to love it. So big, big, exciting things coming and that happened this past week. Also on a more personal level, I've always been very transparent with you guys about my mental health journey and I've been doing a lot of research about I guess it's like PTSD from being in a a, a violent relationship so turns out if you are with somebody who's narcissistic and abusive for so long it actually does affect your brain and causes anxiety like There's a whole science behind it that I won't dive into, but if the longer you are in a relationship with somebody who is affecting you so negatively, your brain physically changes and alters, which then in turn affects how you handle anxiety and change and and all 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 the stuff that I've been going through. So as you guys know, again, I've always been very transparent about this, but I started antidepressants. November, November 2022. And my anxiety had just gotten so bad. I couldn't even go out and socialize with people. I couldn't go to influencer events. I couldn't go grocery shopping. Like just leaving my apartment was hard. I couldn't even have guests over to my apartment. Like it, it's just crazy how bad my anxiety got. And so I decided to try therapy and antidepressants so that uh, antidepressants started in November. They started me off really small at five milligrams on Lexapro, bumped me up to 10 milligrams after I think six or eight weeks. And I've been on 10 milligrams since. 
Well, this past week I had a call with my doctor and we mutually decided it would be best to increase me to 20 milligrams, which is the, basically it's the therapeutic dose of Lexapro in a way. So basically whatever you max out at, if you're at 10, like I've been at 10 milligrams and I'm at my therapeutic, like the maximum, I am not describing this right. I'm so sorry. But when I was at 10 milligrams, I've, I've still been having bits of anxiety and some negative thoughts and things that I won't talk too much about for triggering purposes. But at the 10 milligrams that I'm at now, I am receiving the maximum amount of benefits therapeutically from this dose. So I'm not going to get any better from where I'm at now. So they're increasing me to 20 and hopefully that does the trick. And that is my sweet spot. And I'm going to get all the therapeutic benefits from the medication at that dose. If I'm still not feeling great, they will consider switching me to another medication. But I was on Lexapro back in college for a short period of time and it worked for me then. So I'm praying that it works for me now. But it was a pretty emotional day. It always is having a conversation with a stranger, you know, a doctor. They're a medical professional, but it's still hard to talk about your mental health with somebody you're not completely comfortable with. Because it can even be hard to talk about your mental health struggles with people you do care about, that you are close and comfortable with. So I was pretty emotional after that phone call um, because we had a call. We had our appointment over the phone and it was challenging. And I also gained a sense of embarrassment from talking about these issues. And I am not ashamed of like my mental health at all, but when you're just speaking out loud, like the things that you're experiencing, there's a bit of shame associated with it. And luckily, medical professionals don't make you feel that way or they shouldn't make you feel that way. It's just a personal thing for me. But, you know, I got emotional thinking about having to increase my dose because it made me feel like I've, I've done something wrong. But at the end of the day, I haven't done anything wrong. I am so proud of myself for really taking control of my mental health and acknowledging that I do need help and I'm really getting to such a good spot and I am again just overall so proud of the progress I've made I mean even just since November I have done so much I've I've made so many more friends and I've experienced life way more fully than I had been in months prior because of my anxiety holding me back so in a good place. That's like the latest update there with all of that. And if you are in a similar situation, I just encourage you to have the strength to talk to a medical professional or a loved one about anything you're experiencing and to know that you're not alone. This is such a common thing and in today's world especially, but I'm sure that this has always been a common thing, but mental health is something that so many people struggle with and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, another thing that happened this past week, I went to an event for the Netflix show, The Perfect Match. So that show recently came out on Netflix. It's like a dating show where they take people, the contestants are people from other 
Netflix reality dating shows that didn't work out with their partners. They basically put them all on one dating show where they have to find their perfect match and there's competitions and drama and it's it's amazing. Like if you love trash reality TV, check it out. It's it, I, I was very entertained. But the reason I went is because one of the guys on the show, his name is Nick, and he was on The Circle Season 3 and he's on the show. So he invited me as well as several other local reality TV people to his like watch party. So went to that on Friday, got to hang out with him and the other reality TV peeps. Um, Kiki from Netflix 20 somethings was there as was uh, Matt also from the circle season three, Randall from the ultimatum Ray from the ultimatum and who else? I think that's it for reality TV people. Shanique was also supposed to be there from the ultimatum, but she was out of town but it was really cool to like hang out with them and get to know them better. Um, my sister and my friend Kat came with me as well. And then afterwards, I went out to the bars. It was my first time going out to the bars since New Year's Eve. And I didn't drink. I, I'm still on my sober journey. And I'm not sure when I'll start drinking again, but... I'm not really tempted to, especially after this weekend, but we went out afterwards and I had a really good time. Like, again, I didn't drink, but I was able to go out and socialize. Um, It was my sister, Kat, Danielle, and then our other friends, Brittany and Michelle. And we just bar hopped, hung out, talked to boys, danced, listened to music. And it was freezing. I think it was like 39 degrees or something. It was so cold. It was a really good time. The funny thing is, though, is not that I'm on any sort of high horse because I am not. I do not look down upon people who drink like all my friends were drinking when we were out. But as a sober person in these situations now, I I'm just like and nothing wrong with my girlfriends. Like everybody was like great and like handled themselves really well. But these men or boys that are out at these bars are just so foolish and without my beer goggles on I'm like you guys are ridiculous like it's just such a different viewpoint to have when you aren't drinking and you're in these situations and you're able to kind of watch and see how people are interacting with each other and how guys are trying to hit on you and it's just not smooth at all and the other funny thing I noticed is my my sister for example would be like oh my god that guy is so your type And I would look and I think like if I were drunk, I would be like, oh, my God, yeah, he's actually pretty cute. I would go talk to him. But now being like a sober person, I look at these guys and I'm like, no, like if I was drunk, I probably would have been attracted to him. But now that I'm sober, I'm like not in a million years would I even waste my time talking to like this guy is like just such a creep and you don't notice until you're not drinking. So Overall, it was a really good time to like get out of my apartment, hang out with my friends and just have a good time. But it also was awesome because I gained like a new perspective on the nightlife in Austin as a sober person. I did a lot of other things this past week, which I won't bore you with. But again, if you want to see what I got up to, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb. But that wraps up my catch up with Kim and we are going to shift on into pick of the week. 
Oh my god. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just love it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I have two picks of the week. One of them I've already talked about before, but it is the book Verity by Colleen Hoover. One of my listeners recommended it to me and I had only gotten a few chapters in and life just got crazy. My anxiety got bad again and I just kind of fell off the wagon a little bit and stopped reading as much as I was before because I was going through a book like at least one a week. And so I picked up where I left off in the book Verity and I I literally had to pry myself away from the book to record this podcast episode because it is so good. Like I did not want to stop reading this book. Again, the book is called Verity. Uh, it's a Colleen Hoover book. It is so different than her other books that I've read, but I can't put it down. So 10 out of 10 recommend. I don't know how it ends just yet, but so good. I'm still, if you are a Colleen Hoover fan, she recently got her books, a series of books. It's the, it's, it ends with us and it starts with us. Well, the book it ends with us got picked up for a movie. Blake Lively is playing the lead and Justin Baldoni is playing her counterpart. And I am very disappointed about that casting. And now that I'm reading Verity, I am so picturing Blake Lively as Verity, the character Verity. Uh, that's the name, the name of a woman in the book. And the fact that Blake Lively is playing Lily for the It Ends With Us book, it really, it hurts my heart. Like, I am very worked up about it. If you haven't read the books, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but Definitely recommend reading all of those books and listening back to this because you will totally be agreeing with me. But basically, the characters got cast by these incredible stars, but they really don't match who most of us fans reading the books are imagining in our heads. So pretty disappointed about that. But the books are incredible. If you haven't read them yet, totally recommend. My next pick of the week is something I created myself. It is my big boob approved Amazon list. I have an Amazon storefront, which I do get commission off of, but I spend so much time on Amazon, like it's embarrassing, but I try to find items that are unique to me and items and products that I have personally tried and approved of. So as a woman with a large chest, I have a 36 triple D bra size. And, you know, depending on the brand, I think in third love, I'm like a 36 E. So I have big girls like I do. And when it comes to fashion, it can feel so limiting and discouraging when you are trying to find outfits that flatter your body and that support your chest and, you know, make your body look better rather than just like compressing your boobs down while also not looking super slutty. So a lot of adjectives there, but I put together an Amazon list on my storefront, which is linked in the description on the show notes here. And it's linked pretty much on every social media platform. But if you check out my storefront, there's a list called Big Boob, Big Boob Approved Amazon list or just Big, Big Boob Approved. And I have swimsuits, tops, dresses, um, beauty products, Things that I have found 
to actually work and flatter my body. And with the warmer summer months coming upon us, like now is the time to get these things, like get them before they sell out. But these are items that I've personally tried and I'm really excited for you guys to try them as well. I'm going to continue adding to this list. And I'm also thinking of taking that kind of angled approach on TikTok because I've noticed, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but my TikTok account has not been growing at all. And I would love to see how well a series performs where I talk about big boob approved fashion outfits or beauty products that I love for women with larger chests because I think that might perform well. So I will keep you guys posted on that. That wraps up my picks of the week. If you guys are not already following me on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast, you definitely should. I spent like the whole weekend rebranding my Instagram account. I added a ton of story highlights or I'll be adding things like my pick of the week, um, other links, how to listen, where people can submit information about people they want to hear on my podcast, things like that. So go check it out. Let me know what you think. It's definitely a complete, like I gave it a complete facelift, which I'm really proud about. Let me know what you guys think. Give a like, give a follow. Let me know. But everything I discussed will also be linked in stories and then saved to my highlights. But that wraps up my picks of the week. And we're going to talk about the things I've been struggling with lately. Body image, social media, comparison culture, and finding balance. I have always been a control freak and not like to such an extreme like I don't try to control other people but when it comes to my life I I love to know what to expect I love calendars I love color coordinating I love planning I just I love having stability and control in my life and I think that plays in hand with me being an anxious person but I've been really struggling with a lot of things lately because I feel there's a lot of uncertainty in my life right now and chaos and change. And so I've broke it down into a few categories of things that I have been struggling with. And so if you have been struggling with any of these things as well, know that you're not alone, but it's not the end of the world. We got this. I'm just going to talk to you guys about my feelings on certain things lately. And hopefully you relate. If you have any tips or advice about anything I talk about, send me a DM, let me know. We can chat more, but let's jump on in. The first thing I've been struggling with lately is body image. I am such a body positive person. I, I love my curves. I love my uniqueness and I really value the things that make all of us different from one another. I would not want to be, you know, stick thin I love my big boobies and my butt and my curves. And I, I, I really embrace all those features about myself. However, I feel like my body image, and this probably plays hand in hand with my anxiety and depression, but I, I have just been having such bad body image lately. And saying that out loud, it crushes my soul because I am such a body positive advocate. 
And I look at other people and I'm like, oh my God, they're so gorgeous. Like big or small or short or tall. Like I'm like, oh my God, they're perfect. But lately I've been looking at myself with, you know, through a different lens that I'm looking at other people with. I've noticed on TikTok, somehow I've ended up on Ozempic, Wagovi, semi-glutide, Manjaro TikTok. If you don't know what that is, I'm very happy for you because I've ended up on this side of TikTok and basically what it is, it is a a drug that is administered via needle to uh, diabetics, okay? But they notice that these diabetics are having side effects such as weight loss. So it became very mainstream with the Kardashians, with influencers, other celebrities, to use these drugs in order to lose weight and to really slim down their figure. As somebody who has never been able to lose weight, I have questioned, am I pre-diabetic? Like I, on like the BMI scale or calculator, I'm pretty sure I'm like technically morbidly obese or something, which is crazy because you wouldn't think that looking at me or I hope you wouldn't. But with that calculator, I fall on the higher scale of unhealthy. And I've questioned, why can't I lose weight? My mom was never able to lose weight growing up. And, you know, we do have issues with our thyroid and like that runs in our family. So I ended up on this side of TikTok where people are having these miraculous weight loss stories. They're losing 70 pounds in four months. 70 pounds. I can't even lose 10 pounds in a month. Like, that's crazy. And the reason I'm telling you guys about this is not to be like, look it up, do it. It's so good for you. No, like if you need it medically for medical reasons, of course, like I support that. But what's hard is because I've been seeing all these miraculous weight loss stories from people using these medications. But I also ended up seeing the videos of people explaining the negative side effects of these medications. People are projectile vomiting and literally shitting themselves every single day. They can't eat anything. They're nauseous 24-7. They have to inject themselves with a needle, which is already terrifying as it is. They're just sick 24-7. They can't eat a single thing. So it seems like the food isn't necessarily or the medicine isn't necessarily making them lose weight. It's just preventing them from wanting to eat anything at all. It's controlling something in their brain that's it's turning off that those food thoughts like you know in your mind where it's your brain your brain tells you you're hungry that's getting turned off so that sounds great like I am definitely somebody who I binge eat like when I'm stressed when I'm bored when I'm sad like that is like what I do and I I hate that for myself because I don't think food should be abused in that way I've been working for years on having a good relationship with food. So the idea of having a medicine turn off that little voice in my head telling me to eat when I'm sad or stressed, I mean, that's amazing. But the reason I'm struggling with my body image is because this this social media content is constantly being fed to me because I'm watching these videos and because I'm watching them. They're showing me more and more and more. And it's starting to make me feel bad about myself. Like, am I not good enough? 
is my body like too big? Am I not attractive? Is that why I'm not meeting anybody? And all this negative self-talk has started to filter into my brain and I've really been trying to push it out and like be positive and love myself and get outdoors and be active because I want to be active, not because I feel like I need to look a certain way to fit in or to get a partner or or to be accepted by society. So overall, I think it's that consumption of the social media content. It's it's the combination of seeing all the weight loss drug content mixed with all these like positive stories of weight loss. And then I go over to Instagram and I am flooded with images of perfect women with perfect bodies. And while yes, most people would say, well, they're photoshopped. Well, like, yes, I'm sure most or some are, but the, the, the women originally are already gorgeous too. And do I even compare to their original images? Like this negative talk has just increased, increased, increased. And I'm like, why am I struggling with this so much? So I've been trying to spend less time on social media in in that sense, like to, to get away from those feelings. But, you know, with summer coming sooner than expected, I I do feel this pressure to lose a few pounds. I think that's embedded in a lot of us, even the most body positive people like myself. I love my curvy body. I think I'm beautiful. But every time, every, you know, this time of year, it's like clockwork. You know, I think we all start feeling this pressure to lose a bunch of weight for summer. And I just want to stop that narrative. Like you don't need to lose weight in order to enjoy the summer months and to feel good and confident about yourself. And I'm telling you got you guys this, but I'm also trying to tell myself the same thing. Like, for example, I have a birthday party that I'm planning for next month. It's a pool party. And I'm like not even excited for it right now because I don't know how I'm going to look. Am I going to feel confident in what I'm wearing? Am I, am I going to be able to find something that I look good in? I don't know. But trying to shift my mindset, but I wanted to be transparent with you guys. And I too am struggling with body image and some are coming closer and feeling that pressure to look perfect, but know that like we don't have to look perfect. Like it's just, it's just how it is. It sucks, but I feel that way. And I think, I think a lot of us do too. Another thing I have been struggling with is keeping up with social media. So like, yes, I talked about like the pressures of social media in a sense of like comparing myself to other people and other people's bodies and stuff. But from a content creator's perspective, I do social media full-time now. My income comes from brand partnerships on Instagram and TikTok. Those are my primary sources of income. I also gain a little bit, like guys, so small, a little bit of money from commission on my Amazon storefronts and um, like affiliate links. And then the tiniest bit of income will come from various other sources like um like if a video performs really well on Facebook or TikTok, um, I'll gain a little bit of ad revenue from that. But overall, like it it is just from brand partnerships and maybe if, if I get donations here and there. From a content creator's perspective, though, I have felt 
so much pressure lately to improve and do more and more and more and more and more. Like I, it feels like I am never doing enough. And if you're a content creator as well, I'm sure you relate to this, but I feel like there are so many platforms to keep up with. If you aren't a content creator, I'll explain more what I mean by that. Let's say I post a video on TikTok, okay? That one TikTok, I have to manually upload you know, without a watermark. So I have to save the video through a third-party app without the watermark, upload it to Instagram, put all the different hashtags and captions and tags and everything. Once that's done, I post that, okay? But it needs a cover photo. So I have to put the cover photo on the reel, make it look aesthetic for Instagram. Then let's hop over to YouTube and upload that video to YouTube Shorts. Do all that, all the backend stuff. Then I have to go over to um, like Twitter or Facebook, which other, you know, social media platforms you're using or Pinterest, you know, you're trying to uh, gain more audience reach by uploading your content to Pinterest as well. And there's just so many different platforms you have to keep up with. It almost seems impossible. And okay, you posted all these things. Now it's time to market that you posted them. So let's upload to stories and, and tag people and make it aesthetic and add some music. And okay, now people are commenting. Now you need to respond to all the comments. Okay, you also got a few DMs. Let's respond to DMs. Send some links. People had other questions. Make a response video. It is just this huge, never-ending hamster wheel that I love being on. Let it be known that I am so grateful for my career, but the reason I'm struggling with this is because I never feel like I'm doing enough. I'm never, I'm never uh, improving, and it's disheartening at times too. Because if any of you guys have kept tabs, I have not grown my accounts at all. I've actually lost followers in the past few months and not to an extreme, like I'm still doing well and I'm very proud of myself, but I have not hit a hundred K. Like that was my new year's goal was to hit a hundred thousand on Instagram. Haven't done that. I haven't really increased on TikTok too much either. So it's really a lot of brain work to figure out the strategy, but then you also have to be creative and put time into content creation and outfits and you also have to be really dedicated with your time and upload everything and be your own personal assistant. So it can be a lot. And also, I feel like I am disappointing you guys because I'm not responding to every single DM. And I'm so grateful for all the messages I receive, but I feel awful because I'm not able to respond to hundreds of messages. Like I physically do not have time in the day and my eyes by like hour eight of looking at my screen, my eyeballs literally want to fall out of my head. I can't do it. The last struggle I've had with social media lately is I had a talent agency reach out to me. Hey, we want to represent you. Let's jump on a call. Oh my God. I was so excited. I had a call with them. It was awesome. They scouted me. We had like great chemistry and after like a week or two, they reached out and they're like, hey, we've decided to not move forward with you because your Instagram account looks too personal. Your, your social media accounts look too personal. You need to make them more uh, professional looking so a brand 
can envision themselves, their products on your feed. And here's my beef with this. While, yes, I 100% already took their constructive criticism and I've already been working on improving my feed. And they had a few other minor notes for me too, which I've already implemented. The beef I have is there's a, a really big struggle to find a balance between showing who you are as a person on social media, letting your followers get to know you and being your authentic self while also having this curated feed that brands want to work with. So that's the struggle I'm having right now. It's like I started to show more of like my personal life, more pictures of my friends and Louie and, you know, my, my daily routines. And that was actually received poorly by the talent agency. They're like, well, we need to see it more in a curated form. Like you can still show your morning routine, but make it more like fancy and aesthetically pleasing. So while that was disappointing, they they were very optimistic. They're like, just make these changes. We'll reconnect with you beginning of April. So it wasn't a complete no, but it's like, hey, here's where you need to improve. And as a content creator, as somebody who has invested their whole life into social media, it can be very disappointing when you feel like you're doing such a good job and then you find out you're not. And it's crazy because you guys listening might be like, yeah, like I see your content, like it's great. Or maybe you guys just enjoy my pictures and you don't really think anything of it. But there really is a whole back end mindset that I have with every single post, every single story. And it's a lot of pressure. So I've just been trying to keep up with social media, the trends, and really just continue to elevate my work more and more and more. And it's been a struggle. So if you're a content creator, you're in the same boat as me, like we got this, it's hard, but we just got to keep going, right? Stay motivated. The next thing I've been struggling with is comparison culture. So that's, as I mentioned earlier, comparing yourself to people online, but also comparing yourself to others in person. So other girls or guys, like they may have better clothes, better jobs, better bodies. And when I say better, it's just whatever your definition of the, of the sense is. Like, what do you think is better? But better, maybe they have better daily routines. Like you see their morning routine and they're, you know, drinking their green juice and going to spin class and you're waking up at 9 a.m. And like just you have a completely different lifestyle, but you're comparing yourself to that. They, they have more productive mornings. They have bigger, more aesthetically pleasing apartments, more followers, better quality content, uh, are in relationships or have bigger friend groups or uh, go on vacations. Like these are all things that I have found myself comparing to others and thinking I'm lacking in these departments and why don't I have these things? But it is so important to remember that everyone shares their highlights, whether that's online or in person. Like there could be this perfect couple that you see online or your friends with in person and they have all these incredible things. They go on vacations. They, he, he buys her all these things and, you know, they have this great relationship and they work out all the time and then they break up. And you're like, wait, if everything was so perfect, why did they break up? 
And the reason is because people only share their highlight reel. People are not going to talk about all the negative things going on in their life because they don't want to share those things. Who does? Like me sharing all the things I did in this episode, like that's me being very vulnerable. Like I normally would not share all these things, but that's just how it is. So, and I think that's the definition of comparison culture. You are always comparing yourself to something so unrealistic and unattainable because not everybody is and maybe there are some people but I feel for the most people most part people are not completely sharing their whole lives with the outside worlds the last thing I've been struggling with is finding balance and I'm gonna list out all the things that I have going on in my life that I'm trying to balance and I'm sure you guys are as well. I have career, working out, a social life, dating, my mental health and physical health, like scheduling doctor's appointments, um, taking care of Louie uh, or if you have a pet or children, uh, keeping in touch with family, traveling, building new friendships, nourishing current friendships, exploring your city and getting out of your comfort zone, making money, saving money getting outside once a day, keeping everything clean, paying bills, uh, improving your style and maintaining your appearance, like getting your hair done, going and getting your Botox, and all while also trying to plan for your future. That is so much stuff. And if you're like me, when you read through that list, it's overwhelming. And it's, to me, I, I immediately notice the things that are lacking. Like, I don't have extra money to travel right now. Uh, my career, I, I don't know where I'm heading. Working out has been challenging, but I'm trying. I'm not even anywhere near close to dating anybody right now. And like every, every single bullet point, there's something that could be improved. And what I think is important to know is that all of us are trying to do those things. Whether you are the brokest bitch on the block or you are a billionaire, we all are always trying to constantly improve and find balance between all of these things. And you might even have more things than me. I might have left some things out without realizing it, but it's a lot. And I think it's so important just to show gratitude and appreciation for the things you already have going for yourself and to not put so much pressure on yourself if you aren't, you know, maximizing one category or or if you're you're totally failing in one in the other you know what I mean like finding balance can be very hard and I haven't found it yet so if you guys found it please send it my way but I haven't been able to find that perfect balance yet I don't think anyone does I think a lot of us just gravitate towards the things that we're good at because it feels good to be good at things right like I am really good at spending time with Louie I'm really good at connecting with my family and my friends and I'm not so good at dating. I'm not so good at my mental health right now, but I'm trying. And I think what's most important to do is to try. So those are just a few of my current struggles. If you're experiencing any of those as well, just know that you're not alone. I think we all have our own struggles. I, I saw this quote somewhere and it was like, if we were, if every person in the world had to put all their problems or their struggles into a pile, 
99% of the time, we would all pick our struggles back up and take them for ourselves. You don't want anybody else's struggles. Like you, you got your own and you, I feel, are given the obstacles and the struggles that you can handle. So with all that said, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me chat about things that I'm struggling with. My life is nowhere near perfect. No one's is. And if you take away anything from this episode, it's that. Now, there there might be people in your life that you think, oh, my God, their life is perfect. They have a beautiful home, beautiful kids. Like, their life is so cool. Why do they get to do all these things? And self-reflect in that moment and know that they are norm- they are people, too, at the end of the day. And they have their struggles that they just aren't sharing with the rest of the world. Please pray for strength for me to overcome all of my struggles. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a lot of work and healing and, you know, things in my life to better myself and become the best version of myself. And I encourage you guys to do the same. If you enjoyed this week's podcast episode, which I really hope you did, please make sure to, again, rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a written review if you can. This episode is not on YouTube, but if you do want to check me out there, I can be found at Kimberly Cobb on YouTube. I post weekly vlogs of everything I did. So if you guys want to see like a more visual representation of the things I did, go check it out. Next week's podcast episode will be on YouTube because I'm interviewing a very special guest, which I am so excited for. I have a lot of exciting guests coming up. I can't wait. If you had any questions about the things that I talked about during today's podcast episode, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb. I love you guys and hope you had a great week and have an even better week ahead. And we will chat more next week.